0: This team is too close to each other. That's not good for OPSEC, and can compromise decision-making.
1: On the flip side, maybe that's why they're so good and still together. Leave it. Okay. It's my job to find recruits, and do you know how hard it is to find a good team? Some people just aren't disposable. said okay. I'll have the ranch look into this podcast. You'd be surprised at how clued in some of these podcasters are.
0: Uh, like Saucer Watch?
1: Yes, but newer media and by a multitude of a hundred.
0: Noted. Any podcasts you recommend for when I'm taking down hay in the tractor?
1: I'll get you a list later. Ooh, this one is from Agent River. Our file on him has gotten a bit. extensive.
2: He's
0: the financial liability with a daughter that's in the know, yeah?
1: Yeah, she was kidnapped and brought in.
0: They read her in?
1: Sorta. Oh, yeah, the financial liability, it isn't there. C-Cell is protecting that egg like an angry goose. Roger that.
2: You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
0: I don't know why you want to put in a butane lighter in in the hand component here. I mean, I I could do, I know you said you wanted to do like a myoelectric, you know, nerf gun. We could do that. I mean, I, I'll just simply update that piece over there. But why do you want a butane lighter? To set things on fire. I don't think they're going to be able to let you onto, an, onto the airplane or let you pass
3: security with a blowtorch in your arm. Well, maybe not this one. That's the whole point of having multiple. So you're going to check luggage? Sometimes I might. I just bleed all the butane out, and then it's fine. Uh,
0: I mean, okay, I mean, we could do it. I mean, there's a component over here. Look, Ka- Katie,
3: you're supposed to be the fun one who's, like, on with all these ideas and stuff. Don't don't start acting like your dad. How dare dare you?
0: I'm the one that put the switchblade into that other one, but now we're talking about, like, you know, butane and fire and stuff. I'm trying to do something that's ethical here.
3: Have you ever shot a flaming nerf dart? No. Ooh, I got an idea. Yeah, neither have I. That's the whole point.
0: All right. Okay, I think we can do that. So, there's the actuator here that you're going to... That you're gonna squeeze, and it should launch off when you when you flex your bicep. You can still do that, tough guy, right? Yeah, I still have some bicep. All you need is just a little bit. So try that. Try that out. Uh, shh, Dad's coming. Put that away. Put put away
3: the butane lighter. Oh, shit, sh- 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 Hey Hey, what are you doing here?
2: Uh, rooster, I live here. What are you doing here? Your kid's cool. Oh okay yes yes you're right uh, in what way is she cool today
0: i am helping him we're working on this prosthetic um you know i think it'll i think it'll be fun um the one that the new one that he's got the government one that's pretty neat so i learned a lot from it, dad there's like you should see some of the stuff that they've got it's a hybrid so it uses both you know the body powered you know electric and then the myoelectric and then there's a controller unit over here that i was blown away I can get this controller unit on amazon and then she's
3: going to install a Nerf gun into it. Yes, a Nerf gun.
2: Oh, I'm surprised you didn't have her put a Purell dispenser on it. Oh, can we do no. that? No, no. Why not? I mean, it's
0: it's not a bad idea. I mean, in this climate, it's a good idea to have like antibacterial. Uh, yeah, hand stuff. sanitizer.
3: It'll be perfect. That's not what he uses it for. Why? What else would I use it for? Yeah, what are, what are you using it for? Never mind. It burns. Anyway, um, how have you been? Uh, I mean, pretty good, actually. I weld shit now. I make art. Oh, really?
0: While you guys talk about, like, adult things and old man things. I'm going to go get something to drink and a snack, because we got to figure this out. Don't worry, I'll bring back sandwiches.
3: Thanks, Katie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dungeon Masters. We have to do that again soon. Yeah, we do. And Katie
0: heads out the door and across the uh, backyard to the house.
2: So
3: so you're building art? Uh, is that in Fresno? Uh, no, I'm out of that hellhole. I'm back up in Oakland now. Oh, great. Yeah. Remember? I... Oh, no. I didn't actually send you that. Never mind. Send me what? Nothing. Uh, we were going to have a housewarming party and then decided, fuck it, because we just drank all the tequila first. I don't insist on tequila, you know. No, it was more that Lena and I couldn't really move well the next day, so. Right, okay. What? Katie's not here, I'm telling you.
2: Yeah, um, you're not going to have her make that kind of prosthetic, right? Oh, a flask—that
3: would be cool. No, I'll just put it in the purel dispenser after I clean it really well. Just remember not to take it on an airplane. I'll make it under three ounces. It'll be like a three-shot arm flask.
2: You're a crazy man. Yeah. And? So I—I've—I've uh, I've got some interviews to—I need to do with the uh, people we got out of the flying saucer
3: oh you're interviewing him
2: yeah Rowan asked me to follow up on it okay yeah we just want to uh get in touch see if anything unusual's happened make sure they're still them
3: oh yeah need uh any backup on that one uh, no, I I don't think
2: I'm going to need that sort of help on this one.
3: Oh, so no bad cop or anything needed? No,
2: we, we want to be nice to these people.
3: What if they aren't them? Or are them? Then
2: we're not going to let on that we know what's going on. At least not right away.
3: All right, fair enough. Well, you, uh, need, uh... Toe hitch or anything? That was one of the first things I welded. I'm working my way up to lightsabers.
2: Toe hitch? um, I don't think I'll need a toe hitch, but um, put me on the list for a lightsaber.
3: Cool. Yeah, been working with Gravy. He makes some, we do the hilts, and then I guess other people do the innards and stuff. So I'll I'll get you something cool. It'll be uh, red with some flames on it.
2: No, no, I don't, I don't have a
3: red lightsaber. No, 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 just the hilt. It has flames, so it goes faster. And I'll stick a rubber tip on the end of the blade so you can use it as a cane, just in case. See, I told you old man stuff. What? He hasn't, he hasn't ever shown
0: you his Ferrari cane? Oh, I've seen it. It's just buried in the closet. I wonder why. It's neat. It's perfect for, you know, rambling around the, uh, the retirement homes. Oh,
3: you put my gift in the back of the closet? Like a like a knitted sweater? I don't need a cane at the moment.
2: And... Never mind.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I appreciate the gift of the spirit it was given.
0: Looking at my... F- so I think this print... This print's going to take a while. Even with the three machines we've got going here, Rooster. Like, one of the prints on its own is a 26-hour job, so I think by the time you get back from... Monterey, I should be good and able to have everything all put together for you. Sweet.
3: What color lightsaber do you want? Red. That's my girl. All right. Oh, you're,
2: you're going to Monterey?
3: Yeah, Rowan asked me to look into something down there. But, you know, it's not something as time-pressing if you needed backup. But if you're not needing that, I'll probably head down from here at this point. No, you,
2: you take care of whatever it is you need to do. Say hi to the otters for me.
3: I'm not going to San Francisco. Katie looks at you. The, the otters at Monterey. You don't know about my otters at Monterey? Oh, no, of course I do. You don't know about otters and bears and San Francisco. Okay, I'm going to get going. Um, I'm 16, living in the Bay Area. Of course I know. Okay, good. River, do you know? Never mind. Okay. I'll She looks at her dad. I'll I'll uh catch you two later. Have fun interviewing the blue goo people. And I'll catch you later. Blue goo people.
2: Yeah, it's a code name. It's not a code name.
3: Oh.
0: I, okay. I wonder what he's doing down on Monterey.
2: I would say. Probably interviewing people except I don't know who he would be interviewing maybe he's hunting somebody down not not in a bad way necessarily
0: I know that he was a um a sniper in the marines I mean he's talked about that but he's never talked about like any of that I don't think it's proper to ask right
2: you can tell him that uh you're willing to listen if he's ready to talk but uh just don't push him. Okay.
0: So when I—do you think you'll ever let me go to the burn, Dad?
2: Well, it won't be too long before it's your own decision.
0: I know, but like, still worth asking. You know, I mean, you've had experiences and stuff, and you know, I trust your your the I trust the wisdom of my elders. And she just beamingly smiles at you.
2: I think there's things at the burn that you would absolutely love. And there's other things you probably aren't ready for yet. But that's okay, because... You're probably right. They believe in consent. Good. I know... Wait, no.
0: We're not having this conversation now, Dad. I don't really have any interest in any of that.
2: Well, that's a relief. We are talking about drugs, right? Shouldn't she just smile and say
0: yeah I have no interest in drugs dad no I, I have no interest in drugs dad I don't have any interest in in, in, the, in it, I got more stuff more more other stuff on my mind. So I got I figured out some of the the laser frequency stuff that that you were working on and we've got the we've got the the we got a couple like two of the the smaller you know lasers for like tuning and stuff I put them over on your over on your your workshop desk
2: okay that's that's great did you get those mirrors
0: i put in the order for the mirrors i think they should be coming soon we got a couple mirrors on clearance at ikea when we went the other day you know with the new house she's still trying to put more shit into more stuff into this house i don't know where we're gonna put it all even though the house is bigger oh but i got some some mirrors on mirrors on on clearance
2: yeah not too big, because we might need a lot of them. Should we cut them then? If We have to. We'll just, you know, take it nice and safe. Glass cutting isn't dangerous if you do it carefully.
0: I know, safety goggles. Safety third. <laughs> you spend the rest of the afternoon with Katie in your combined workshop that's in the backyard, the he-she he, shed. It's a good bonding time. We know that you don't keep a lot of secrets from each other. I'm not sure as to what you've told Katie about the burn. What did you tell Jen about the burn?
2: I told her about most of it and Katie I gave a, a I gave her the general idea of, of most of it not the orgy tent) <laughs> <laughs>
0: The next day is a Monday, and you're in your vehicle heading to interview Roger Pardini. Roger Pardini was one of the folks that were abducted and eventually released. Luckily he lives off of Folsom Lake, just north of Sacramento. It's a bit of a drive for you, but not the worst. You head to the pizzeria that he works at, Pizzabella. That's where you were expecting to run into him. That's his normal normal work hours, and you did call ahead, and he confirmed that he would be available for to speak with you.
2: Um, okay, I'll, I'll park my car and head into the pizzeria.
0: The glass door opens, and you hear the bell, and there's not a lot of folks in here, but you have a sense that it's going to get busy. There's a few people working behind the counter, as it's a Almost lunchtime. As you see, a lot of pizzas currently in the oven. You see Roger standing behind the counter. His hair is short and spiky, it's growing in pretty quickly. Uh, you see his arms covered in tattoos, full sleeves, so finding moles might be difficult on on this guy. He acknowledges you, puts a hand up, and, uh, hey, uh, do you like uh, pepperoni sausage? Um, I've got a buffalo chicken over there. I've got uh, broccoli on white pizza. What what kind of what kind of pizza
2: do you like? Uh, yeah, Mr. Pardini. Yeah, I'm Roger. Yeah, I'm I'm redacted. We spoke on the phone. Oh yeah yeah, yeah yep. Yeah, I remember seeing you. Um, is is this a bad time?
0: It's gonna be a bad time, but there never really is a good time. We get a little we get popular and uh, get quite busy around lunch rush. So.
2: Okay, well, I'll try to get through this as, as quick as you can. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Grab a table over there. Uh, what kind of, what kind? You want a slice? Uh, yeah, give me a Supreme. Supreme? All right. I got one of those over here. He grabs two slices of pizza and a paper cup for you for a soft drink, and he's got a water bottle, and he sits down across from you. All right, so. You said you wanted to talk about the things that went on there, huh?
2: Yeah, we just want to follow up and uh, make sure everything's okay. Make sure our reports are in order, and we understand as much as we can about what happened. I
0: look, I've I've never been like kidnapped before, so that it's all new to me. I think that's what they said it was, um, but the people that. Uh, when I last talked to that FBI person, they said that they were still tracking the people that that gathered us, that that snagged us, uh, but they didn't find them yet. Um, has there been any news or updates on that yet?
2: Uh, not yet. Oh
0: shit! All right. Well, yeah. I um, I was talking to the 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 tall woman. She was really interested in in some of my recipes uh i make pizza and my pizza's good i'm not gonna lie you know humility and all that i I make i make some damn good pie um i can't give away all my secrets you know and uh yeah and uh next thing i know i went to visit them i brought over a couple uh a couple boxes for them and their crew to have i mean they were nice they were nice folks and you know they said they would give me uh you know uh, a washdown which I'm thinking all right cool I'll get sprayed down by an attractive woman and you know there there's worse things in life right you know and uh next thing i know there's some bright lights um something gets jammed in my my mouth i think they said it's like uh, incubation or something and uh yeah uh and then then people pulled me out of the boxes and I'm sitting on the playa buck ass naked, except for a pair of boxer briefs.
2: Okay. So, so this woman came to your camp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She came. Uh, I was with one of the camps, uh, we call pizza, the gods, uh, cause you know, Ambrosia pizza, the gods, good pizza and stuff. And, uh, yeah, she, she, she came, she came and started chatting me up after she had a, had a piece.
2: Okay, that's 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 interesting. Um I I will apologize in advance. I'm probably going to uh you know, ask you the same questions you've already been asked before. We just have to do this just in case you remember something that maybe you have might have overlooked like unlocked memories and some shit, right, huh? Something like that. Yeah. Uh w- when you went to their place, uh you you met with the same woman.
0: Yeah, yeah. Met with the same woman and met with the guy in the uh, the the fallout shelter costume.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Um. She had a weird name. It was kind of like Zelda or something. Not gonna lie, I thought Zelda was a guy's name, but apparently I'm wrong. I'm not the only one.
2: Um. It can probably be either. I guess. Yeah. And. They they said they were going to take you into their washing station, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they offered me the whole the body wash thing with the
2: power with a power washer. Do you remember actually being washed? <laughs> uh yeah. Uh,
0: this is going to sound a bit weird, but yeah, I I remember the uh the jets on some of the, you know, the tender bits if you will, and I thought that was a bit harsh. But you know sometimes you got to scrub a bit i mean working in a kitchen you know 14 hours a day you know and got, sometimes you got to scrub down right
2: yeah must must be tough uh keeping all your uh, cooking gear clean uh, out there on the playa uh
0: yeah i mean i do keep uh a couple you know i've got aprons for every day you know and luckily we've got the the bins for the dough for the dough to rise i mean the he could be a be a bitch so um, sometimes the dough isn't as good. I guarantee you that this piece of pizza right here in front of you is going to be so much better than what you had on the playa, even though I made some good stuff on the playa.
2: Well, this is a good pizza. And thanks. And then you, you you don't remember anything until you were being pulled out. I... Have you ever been in a fight? Yes.
0: I mean, have you ever gotten clocked in the in the head so hard... That you saw like a bright white light.
2: Um I've I, yeah, I fell down some stairs once and I uh, got uh pretty uh pretty messed up from that.
0: Okay, so so you you'd kinda get the idea the that bright white light. I mean, during the wash that that happened, but it wasn't like I got hit. I don't think I got hit. But there was a like a, a bright white light, and it was there for a while, man. And uh and then I remember like feeling somebody like like trying to pry my mouth open with fingers and then shoving something into my mouth and down my throat. Now not like not like you know, not in a in a in a weird sexual way, but like
2: in a in a maybe, but I don't I don't think it was that. Did you feel any pain when you saw this light?
0: Other than the fact that it was really bright, you know, like looking at the sun for too long? But
2: no 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 pain, no headaches or anything like that
0: i i i don't i don't remember any i mean I get some now I get them every once in a while uh but it hasn't been that long
2: you're getting headaches now and you and you didn't have them before
1: yeah
0: i mean i i kind of chalk it up to to being dehydrated but um I talked to the doctor i talked to to dr Alanis and and she said that you know that might be part of the the trauma that happened, and I'd probably have to talk to somebody for therapy or whatnot. But I don't have time. And looks around. You see the the bell rings and the person walks in.
2: Doctor Ellenus was the doctor who saw you at the burn. Uh,
0: no, no, she was she she was in there too with us.
2: Oh really? Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, we uh um. She's reached out and a couple of us have kind of uh, have a, a group chat going to kind of, you
2: know, process things. Out of character, do I have a, any contact information for Dr. Alanis? Yes, you do. So you, you've kept in touch with several of the people who were uh, also taken?
0: Yeah. Jesse, Jesse's got this weird idea that these people were the people that took us were aliens and that we were going to go off into space. Um Fonzie said something about a, you know, a government plan. Like this was a, some kind of like, you know, black box X-Files type of thing where the government was going to experiment on us. I mean, I could explain why the, but the boxers, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know myself.
2: Well, I, I can tell you if it was a government plan, they didn't clear it with BLM. Yeah, yeah, no kidding.
0: Oh, man. And then after the DEA came in, I wonder, are those two tied together?
2: I wouldn't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't see any uh, drugs being used at that, uh, the, that was uh, Camp Fried Marcel, right?
0: Yeah, no, no, I didn't. I didn't see, see them. Then again, I didn't spend a lot of time there. I mean I took them the pizza they offered me the rinse off and that would that
2: was kind of it. Hmm. You had any uh unusual uh feelings experiences uh since then other than the headaches?
0: No, like my like I probably should talk to a therapist or something and get my you know my thoughts kind of together and stuff but I just don't I, I wish I had the time.
2: Well, that's uh no, mental health is just as important as physical health. So I would, I would encourage you to try to find time for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't even been to a doctor other than right after this whole thing that happened. I mean, the only reason why I went is because there was a doctor there. I mean, everything seems to be okay. I got you know two eyes, my nose, my ears, got all my fingers, got all, got all my toes. You know, got all the parts that I kind of came in with and kind of came out with. But he rubs his head. My hair is gone, was gone, but at least it's growing back, though.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be uh, back to normal before you know it. Yeah,
0: I hope so. You know, I mean, I gotta, gotta catch a, a fine honey. You know, sometimes the bald look works for some people, but for my, for me, my that gourd. Now, my gourd's a little bit misshapen, so I need a little bit of hair. You know, style it up. I don't want to be alone forever, right? Gotta find, gotta find somebody. Well, sure. Oh hey, it looks like we're getting we're getting a few more people coming in through the door. You guys okay over there?
2: Yeah, we're alright.
0: I don't want to leave them leave them too much though.
2: Alright, is is there anything else you can think of that you remember about what happened?
0: Nah man, not offhand. Um I mean there's the group of us that we're trying to meet and uh you know, trying to trying to chat online, but everybody is all over the place, so you know, all over the all over the states. So, at least the ones that talked with us. I mean, there's a Jesse guy. He's from Nevada. And Susie is down near LA. And I think Fonzie is out of Portland.
2: Yeah, we're we're still trying to figure out why they picked uh, the people they picked. Right? It's like we're all, all different types
0: of people. You know, if they're aliens and they wanted my pizza recipe, I might just give it to them. Because intergalactic space pizza sounds pretty badass to me right mm mhm hmm
2: you believe in aliens he looks back at the kitchen
0: uh you mean like undocumented folks
2: no like outer space folks
0: there's crazier shit that I've seen in this world that it that I would not be surprised if there's aliens do I think we're abducted by aliens
2: I, I don't know yeah there was uh one guy I saw out there not 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 one of the ones who uh had funny things happen to him, but uh he said he would have loved to be abducted and probed. I think he's crazy, yeah I think so too i the, if getting that
0: thing shoved down your throat is being probed, I don't want that to happen again that I remember that being uncomfortable didn't hurt, just uncomfortable
1: yeah
2: um sounds sounds to me like uh you called it in, being intubated. Is that right? Intubated, not incubated. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's a medical thing. Helps you breathe.
0: Yeah, I don't really know much about that, but I do think that they stuffed us in a box. It's almost like a proofing box for dough. I remember being very close to some people.
2: Yeah, you uh, you you like have any cramps or anything? <laughs> you were uh, look pretty tight in there.
0: No, no, I'm. I'm pretty good, and he moves his neck back and forth. No, it's it's I'm all right.
2: And throughout this, I am trying to spot you know any any moles or where they would be if I can. Okay,
0: go ahead and give me an alertness roll. Let's see if you could f- if you could see any in the passing. Okay.
2: Oh, s- 78 out of fifty-six.
0: Not horrible, but also not all that great either. You don't see anything, especially with
2: all the tattoos that he has. Well, uh, I I guess I I won't keep you from your work any longer. Uh, we we may be in touch again. Uh, you got my number. If you think of anything that uh, you'd forgotten before, please let me know. Okay. Are you going to be
0: reaching out to um to any of the others that are that were part of that group right now?
2: I'm. I might be reaching out to some of them. Yes. All right. Sounds good sounds good. Um I've
0: got your got your information here as you has your business card. Um I'm gonna get you some pizza. You wanna you want a slice for the road?
2: Uh, no, I'm good with this one. Uh but uh let, let me pay for it. I I don't want no, you to. No, no,
0: no, me- no, no. It's okay. Honestly, what you I remember your face there? This one's on the house. Actually any pizza you get for me is on the house. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to take, take any money from you at this time.
2: Okay. No, thank you.
0: You're welcome. No, no, thank you. Hopefully we can find these bastards and, uh, you know, take care of them unless they're aliens and then they can fuck off into space.
2: That's the attitude.
0: He heads behind the counter and starts to serve folks and you enjoy a fantastic piece of pizza. Are you going to go try to, uh, speak with anybody else? You mean here, or...? Here, or any of the others that are on the list. Because there's one in L.A., which is quite a distance south, and then there's the one in Portland, which is maybe closer.
2: What about the one in Nevada? You can go to the one in Nevada, yeah. Where in Nevada is that, anyway?
0: Golconda? Golconda is northern Nevada.
2: Oh. I think I've heard Rowan mention Golconda. I think I'm going to head for Golconda. Okay. And actually... On my way to Golconda, I want to stop off at the most convenient BLM office and get a government land ownership map. Good idea. Because the BLM keeps maps saying, you know, which agency is responsible for which lands. You plot your
0: trek to Golconda from where you're at, and it's gonna take you, it's about a five hour drive. Now you've done longer drives, in the past, and you've done quite a bit of driving, especially in your government car, and you're off doing government business. The closest BLM office that would help you is the one in Gerlach, the one that you've been to previous, just north of Reno. You head out and by about six or seven you get just outside of of Reno, you know, heading to Fernley and Gerlach toward the BLM office. It's getting dark, and the office hours say until 8 p.m. Poor bastard stuck there late. You arrive, and uh, you see that there is a light on inside this small office, and that says Bureau of Land Management, and only one vehicle parked out front.
2: All right, I will park and go tap on the door, and then check to see if it's unlocked. It is unlocked. All right, I will go in. You go in,
0: and you see that there is a red-haired woman sitting there. Oh, hello.
2: Hi. Uh, I'm uh, Agent Redacted with the EPA, oh. just uh, in the area following up on some information, and I, I want to get a, a land use map for the area.
0: Okay. Um, what part of the area? Are you talking like all of northern Nevada? Um, area around Golconda. Golconda. Oh, okay. I know where that's at. That that shouldn't be too bad for us. I've got that. Give me a moment. Sure. And she heads into the back and you hear typing away at, at a keyboard. Oh, there you go. A printer starts to print off and she comes back with about five or six pages. She opens up a small plotter 4 by 4 map of the area of northern, northern Nevada uh, with Golconda at the center.
2: Great. Uh, thanks. Oh, you're you're quite welcome.
0: Um, I do want to, I, I, I did note and log that you were, you were in here today. So, uh, is there anything else that I can do for you?
2: Um, you happen to know what sort of, uh, industry or, or, or commerce is in that area?
0: It used to be an old mine in town, like most of the stuff that's out here. Okay. Not a lot of people out there, but it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a small, small little place. There's a, there's a train depot, and it's a, a small little place. It's got all kinds of people.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's mostly government land out there, or is there any private ownership?
0: Oh yeah, there is lots of there's lots of government land. If you look around here out near the Winnemucca and the Sonoma range, all this area over here is this is all this is all BLM land. This is uh, forestry land over here. This over here is uh, unincorporated. unincorporated. are some private areas and prospectors as well. Okay. Looks like they're still pulling a, a couple uh, pieces of silver and, and uh, copper and lead out of the out of the ground out there, but looks like most of the business out there has kind of dried up, you know.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Probably a bunch of people living out here there who just want to be left alone.
0: Yep, yep. I moved down from Hennepin, kind of down here, and was not expecting to see somebody come in, you know, somebody walking in at at, at at almost closing time.
2: Oh well i I was surprised to see you still open.
0: Eh I just live round back. Normally I lock it up and we're closed for
2: the night. Well I'm I'm lucky I caught you then. Yeah you are. Or I'm lucky you came in. You've been very helpful, uh uh sorry I didn't get your name. My name is Betty. Alright uh how far is it to Golconda C- from here? From here,
0: um, it's going to be a bit of a drive. You'll probably get out there around midnight if you drive drive the speed limit. I would recommend maybe getting a hotel.
2: Yeah, I'm going to look for a hotel.
0: Okay, sweetie. Well, I'm. She looks at the clock. It's about time for me to close up. Did you have any other questions for me?
2: No, I don't think I do.
0: Well, you have a toodaloo day, and uh, thank you, and uh, hope you have a uh, have a nice trip out to Golconda.
2: Thank you. You have a a good night and she walks you to the door and locks the
0: door behind you you get an A room for the night and check in with Jen Uh, nothing really new is going on back home you count your stars and your blessings because Katie's a good kid and Katie's actually doing her homework and not screwing around because she realizes that she'd like to get into college get into a college that she wants to does she realize that her college is already paid for and she can go anywhere she wants because of money, but nobody told her that and um, nobody should
2: tell her that. And I'm going to check into the hotel room and then uh, go take a ch- chair out onto the porch and uh, look up at the stars for a while.
0: It's a lovely night. Not a lot of light pollution out here makes it pretty fantastic.
2: Where did you people head to out there in the uh, vast universe? Wonder if we'll ever find out. In a brief moment, a shooting star arches across
0: the sky and disappears as quickly as it had appeared. The bed's not too bad. The bed bugs don't bite as much. And you head out to the car and head out to Golconda. It's high desert out here. And so you see there's a lot of scrub brush and a lot of yellow and brown with some patches of green this area as you're driving through on the major highway you know looking off to the left and the right you see there are some farms but for the most part this is an area that time has passed there was a time when this was a very popular area There is an active rail line. You see that there are railroad tracks on both sides of the road here, going both directions. You see the historical marker for Golconda, which is a metal sign and a broken down school bus behind it. You see that there are a few single story homes throughout the area. This is an area that is economically depressed. But the information that you have on Jesse Neal, Jesse is a janitor at a museum in Golconda. Looking around, you don't know where you could find a museum. You'd think a
2: museum would have a sign.
0: Yeah, at least on the main road. There is a small market and there's also a post office here.
2: I'll go into the post office. Okay. And when I get up to the counter I'll say hey I I heard you had a uh, museum in this area I am trying to find it the person behind the counter picks their head up oh yeah our,
0: yeah we've there's a museum just um just go down Sebald Avenue over, over there it's about a half mile up that road I think are, are you sure Do you want to you're, I mean, okay. Is there
2: a problem with the
0: museum? No, no. It just nobody comes here. I mean, occasionally people get off the highway, get some gas, but I mean, visitors, cool, sweet, yeah, yeah. It's down the way. I mean, there's the 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 market, which is just down the street. Um, you can pick up some some things, some food, you know, groceries. Um, there's a motel in the market at the market. It's a motel and market. We've got the the history museum, um, you know the the church isn't too far away. Uh, the 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 school is right there. Um, the school is right next to the museum. It's part of the museum. Uh, it, I mean, I'd recommend you know City Girl Buns. Um, we got a new pizzeria that opened up. Pizza, uh, beautiful pizza. Um, I would check them out. They're pretty good. They're off of Stanford Street, just a little bit further up too.
2: Well, sounds like quite the town you've got here. <laughs> yeah. And you know, some of the most interesting places are the ones that nobody goes to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But...
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. And I'm going to check everybody in town for moles.
0: So this guy has a long sleeve, like, rash guard shirt on for, like, UV protection because he walks around outside when he's delivering mail. There's only two people that work in this post office.
3: Oh, that many. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of folks that work that live here.
2: Okay, well, um, I'll let you get
0: back to work. Yeah, sounds sounds good. And he puts his head down and picks
2: up his phone and starts playing on his phone again. Have a nice day. He waves. All right, I'm gonna head to the museum.
0: You follow the directions and you see that there is a off-white painted sign that says Museum. And schoolhouse, and it is a small, like tin quick manufacturer building. Not the school. The school is a has a steeple. Looks like it's a it's it's pretty snazzy. But the museum is a small quick fab uh, construction building. And there is a Volkswagen Rabbit out front. You feel this is the right place because the Rabbit has writing all over it looks like in sharpie and it has a luggage rack on top what does it say all different kinds of writing there's aliens that are drawn on it we are not alone fuck your burn don't divorce your hamster on the back window there is a piece of paper that lists the tenants you know the the 10 principles so yeah this seems to be a burner vehicle There's also a good amount of playa dust on the vehicle still. You're still getting playa dust out of things. You're not entirely sure your shoes will ever recover.
2: (sighs) Okay, well, I will go into the museum and start looking at the exhibits.
0: So when you open up the door, there is a little cash box and it asks for a $5 donation and it also has a Touch with for your credit card, if you wish to donate, like a a self-checkout type type of thing.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm gonna drop a twenty dollar bill. Okay.
0: The museum itself is not very large. The initial area talks about the beginnings of the town, how it served as a. It started off as a mining town and then became a hub when the railroads came through all of the mines that popped up. There's a couple pieces of minerals under glass. There are some fine pieces of art. There's a section on all of the ethnic groups that are here, which surprises you because there is a very large group of French and Portuguese, Chinese, and a very large Paiute nation population here. There is a section dedicated to the diversity of the town and the people in the area and how people have come together and, you know, shared backgrounds and ideas. And then there's some areas where there were not so good things that the settlers had done to uh, the First Nations and Native Americans that were here. But it seems as though that it's an acknowledgement and doesn't really candy coat it, but it doesn't go into too much detail other than, hey, this was a bad thing. You see a guy in a set of overalls, mopping the floor near that section. Looks over at you, kind of waves, puts his head back down. His hair is kind of just
2: growing back in. Hello there. Ah, Mr. Kenobi, yes. You wouldn't by any chance be uh, Jesse Neal, would you? Uh, looks around. Yes. Who are you? Um. My name is Redacted. I am, uh, well, to put it bluntly, I'm with the government, and I'm here to help.
0: Oh God, I, I were, I need kind of looking at you, side eyed. Um,
2: what do you what do you want? Um, I was out at the burn uh, with BLM, and we want to follow up on the events there. And I'm not talking about the DEA event. It, it's. You mean the boxes? Yeah, the boxes.
0: And the saucer. And the saucer. The flying saucer.
2: Well, it was a flying saucer themed camp, right?
0: He tilts his head and Was it? Was it just the theme?
2: Set your car out front.
0: Uh, uh, do I have to answer
4: that?
2: No. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my that was my car. Oh, have you always been interested in extraterrestrials? It was a flying saucer. God damn it! Yes, yes,
0: yes. Um, because out here things have happened. I mean, there's a there's there's some people here that have been abducted, and I think we were abducted too by you know E.T.s, extraterrestrial people, people from. And he points up.
2: Okay. Have you ever seen a saucer actually fly? And I don't mean a frisbee.
0: Uh, no, but I did see a bunch of strange lights that weren't like burner lights and drone lights. Not too long ago, while here in town before the burn.
2: Uh, can you describe the lights? Yeah.
0: Um. So, I was, you know, working on my car because, I mean, if you look at it, she's a beauty. I mean, I dropped a V eight in her. I mean. It's a Volkswagen Rabbit, she, it's, and I've got a, you know, I've got a, I've got a big block in there. She, she just, it just hums. It sounds like it's a panther. Um, goes really, really fast too. But I got some problems though when it's sitting in the joists. Um, Does the engine mounts didn't line up, so we had to craft something together. But either way, I was working on something and I heard a weird noise one night not too long ago. Um, I looked up and you know looked out over the like the ridge and. I saw something kind of shimmering and hovering above one of the ridges, and uh, then it kind
2: of took off. Something, you said said before you saw lights, plural. Yes. Yeah, there were lights on it. But you think it was a single object?
0: Yeah, with a bunch of lights on it, kind of like landing lights and stuff. Like an airplane? No, 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 because an airplane doesn't just like hover. I mean, they've, I mean, granted, there are the Osprey and then there are some of the skunk work ones that you could hear from down south, you know, that the United States is working on. But I'm pretty sure that, that the projects that they're working on are also part of this whole plan because of the aliens. You know, they took the alien technology and incorporated it into, you know, into our military gear because the Air Force isn't telling us everything.
2: I'm sure they aren't. So is that why you went to Camp Fried Marcel Because you were interested in extraterrestrials? Oh, no, 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 there
0: was, there was a, so it was weird because I, I don't remember why I went. I remember I saw a drone one day and it was kind of like overhead and I followed the drone and I'm pretty sure it was talking to me, but I don't remember what it said. And, uh, would it be weird if I told you that like there were signs and the lights telling me where to go on the walls? Hell, it's not weird. It's just how it was. And like when I, and I just followed the signs. When I got there, you know, um, I went upstairs, got the wash and uh, yeah. And then then they intubated me, they probed me, they took samples, you know, I'm pretty sure there's another one of me out there. Maybe they released a clone, you know, a, like a DNA match, a twin, if you will, that they sent out there to, to go do who knows whatever. And then, you know, or maybe it's involved with the government because now I've got these really nice underwear from that, that whole thing.
2: Why do you think there's a clone of you?
0: I mean, why wouldn't there be? I mean, they were going to take me away, but they left somebody there, right? They're, they can't just like lift people and take them away and they disappear forever, right? So they're going to take people, they're going to leave, leave people behind, but now there's two of
2: us out here maybe, or more. If I had a conversation with them, I wonder if we, one of us would explode. I thought that they, you know, abducted people, probed them, and then returned them.
0: But during the time, maybe somebody is there during the time when you're gone away, and they pick them up. Maybe they pick them up. All right, so maybe, you know. Maybe it's just me.
2: Huh. Have you ever seen another you? No. No, I haven't. Have any of your friends uh, told you they'd seen you someplace where you weren't hadn't been? All the time.
0: All the time. But then again, I've got one of those faces. The doorbell rings. Oh, wow, we got more than one visitor. Hey, it's pizza delivery. Ooh, lunchtime. Let's let's take this around front. I want to go see who's delivering pizza. You see Roger standing in front of you, holding two boxes of pizza. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Jesse hands him the $20 bill that you put in as well as a couple other bills. Like, yeah, keep the change. It's on me, man.
2: So you, you want the pizza trade out here?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. New pizza joint. Um, you can come by, you know, anytime. I got some of the best pizza in the world, uh, called beautiful pizza. Uh, just right down the street over here. We do free delivery too, obviously within town. I mean, we're not a big town, but
2: how long have you been here?
0: Uh, how long I've been here, Jesse, uh, two, three months, month. Yeah. Only a couple weeks.
2: Well, I hope business is good.
0: Not too bad, They're, everybody's eating it up, but I bet the population of the town is only about fifty or seventy-five people, so... not everybody wants pizza every night. But you gotta start somewhere, right? Finger guns, haha.
2: <laughs> well, maybe you can become a uh, destination restaurant and everybody uh, going by on the freeway will stop in.
0: Sounds good. So that means you're gonna have to tell people on the outside to come to Golconda to have some of the best pizza they'll ever have in the world. Almost like it would be peaceful, or peace of heaven. Pizza from the gods. We can call it intergalactic pizza.
2: Are the gods intergalactic?
3: I don't know. I just
0: make pizza. You ever been to the burn? Yeah, that's where I met Jesse, and Jesse mentioned that we should come out. I should come out here because they didn't have a pizzeria. How about you?
2: Uh, yeah, I was there this year.
0: Out of the corner of your eye, you see that Jesse is has his finger up to his mouth, like shh, to Roger. Um. I'm going to get going. You you guys have a good time. Enjoy the pie. He heads out. Man, I love their supreme pizza. It's fantastic. He opens up the box. Do you, you
2: want a piece? That does smell pretty good. Yes, I will take a piece of pizza.
0: The pizza is the same as you had in Folsom. It's really good pizza.
2: Oh, so so by, by the way, Jesse, Um, as you can imagine, I've been following up with... Uh, number of the people who were uh, taken out of those boxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're the guy that went to go talk
0: to Roger down in Folsom.
2: Yeah. Oh, so I'm next. I was next on the list. All right. Yeah, he he, he mentioned your name to, to me, in fact. Uh, he said you'd been in touch.
0: Well, yeah, and um, Dr. Alanis got us all together in a group chat once she got her information and, you know, trying to keep it together. I mean, some people don't you know, cognitive dissidents—they're trying to like push out the idea that we we got abducted and kidnapped and you know probed by aliens. But you know, the average guy, the
2: average person—I don't think they'd be able to handle it. Yeah, um, Roger in Sacramento—you remember what he looks like?
0: No, no, not offhand. He's always busy though. Uh, he's a cook or something, chef or something.
2: Yeah, he has a pizza restaurant. Oh, no kidding! Pizza of the gods. Wait, piece of the gods. But what about Roger? Wait, Roger, Ron. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.
4: The night at the motel was mostly spent doing some research and getting back to Rooster about his questions and then touching base with people before getting some sleep. In the morning, I recognized that I need to go off-grid, because if Weber clone knows that he's being followed, it's not a far stretch for him to assume that it might be me or one of my people. Honestly, there's not insignificant part of me that wishes I could get Rooster in on this, because Marine versus Marine is a little bit more fair than Marine versus Cop. But this is the hand we're dealt, and this is what we're going with. He has a job I need him to do. Last thing I do before I turn off my phone and popping out the SIM card is text my dad and say, try not to worry too much, but I'm on a job that might get a bit strange... This is my last known location. If I don't check in in three days, come looking.
0: Sam got you information about Weber. Apparently Weber is staying at a cabin about 60 miles outside of the town deep in the forests of Oregon. It's a bit of a drive and looking at the maps that you have, it's gonna be slow going for a lot of it and some of it is logging roads.
4: Well, this is what you have a Subaru Forester for. I will go ahead and check out of the motel and pack up all of my stuff into the car and stick my overnight bag under one of the seats with my phone in it. Powered down, SIM card popped out, everything that I can do to keep it from being tracked.
0: Your nerves are activated completely, hair standing on end. You're heading out into the forest of the Pacific Northwest to hunt down somebody that doesn't necessarily want to be found. You follow the directions, and you are a great distance away from civilization. And as you're heading down the bouncy logging road, you do see off to the right, there is a collection of RVs and trailers and satellite dishes and tall antennas in a clearing, man-made clearing there though. Quite a few vehicles as well. According to your notes, you are only about a mile, mile and a half from Weber's cabin.
4: Given that I didn't expect to find anyone out here, this is a bit of a surprise to me, and I think it's probably a good idea to touch base with the neighbors and see what they know about all of this stuff. I'm definitely on edge, though, because people who who live truly off-grid come in several flavors, and a couple of them are dangerous, so I'm... Definitely wary.
0: So are you going to just pull up into the...
4: Yeah, I don't think that sneaking up on them is a very good idea. So yeah, I'll be a little bit more of the... Hey, got lost looking for someone, wanted to to know if you could help me out type of thing. You see a man with
0: longer brownish black hair with a mustache and goatee walking toward you. He's dressed in a fisherman's vest and a pair of uh, cargo pants... Uh, well, howdy! You're uh, you're a bit bit out of the way.
4: Yeah, sorry to sorry to intrude. Uh, I didn't know anyone else was out here.
0: Oh yeah, well we kind of like it that way.
4: I I can imagine. Uh, I was I don't want to trouble you for very long. I'm just looking for someone out this direction.
0: Oh, ain't a whole lot of people out here.
4: No, I'm told that uh, he's he's holed up in a place about a mile from here.
0: Okay. Who is it that you're looking for? And who's asking?
4: His name is a uh, Wilhelm Weber. Okay. And it's important, but I can't go into detail. Sorry, you know how it goes sometimes. I do. Hmm. Perfectly happy to move on if if, if you don't uh, know anything about it. Oh
0: no no no! Come on, come on back. You're out here. You're out here a bit of a distance. You know, maybe I can answer some questions for you. My name's Fabian.
4: Fabian, hi, I'm Samantha.
0: Hi, Samantha. He walks forward and to shake your hand.
4: Reach out and shake his. Definitely on, like, not visibly on alert, but definitely ready if he tries anything when we, like, touch.
0: As he reaches out with his right hand, you do see that he does have a firearm holstered on his side.
4: Mm-hmm. Glance at that. Just not, not, not even consciously glance at it, just mark it with the cop brain.
0: So... You're asking, you, you've got questions about Will. Will in hold up out here, huh? Oh, you know him? Mm-hmm, I do.
4: Uh, Yeah, ju- just a few.
0: So uh, he used to come out here quite a bit and, uh, you know, finally see him out here again out at one of the cabins. He's renting Red's cabin, which is about a mile and a half down that way. As you're walking, like, toward this camp, you notice that the campers in the RVs are in a circle formation. And in the middle, there's a bit of a, there's some LED lighting that hangs over the top, almost like garland. There's a community table in front, and you see that there are four other folks all here. A woman with very curly, big hair jumps up with the Cheshire Cat smile. Hi!
1: Hello. Welcome! Thank you. Hi!
0: Hi. So, um, we don't get a lot of visitors here. Would you like some tea? Um, Coffee? Coke? Pepsi? Coffee would be wonderful. Awesome. Um, It's going to take me a moment to brew. Have a seat. And she points at a plastic lawn chair. I'm Juniper. And she waves her hand.
4: Hi, Juniper. I'm Samantha.
0: Hi, Samantha. That's such a pretty name.
4: Thank you. I'll just sit down in uh, in the lawn chair. I have my... I should have specified that, that my gun is in a concealed carry holster at the small of my back, so it's on me, but not, like, visible. As I sit down, it nudges into my spine a bit and makes me shift.
0: A man with a brown hair and, and a tiny little bit of a goatee and a kind face looks up kind of wide-eyed from a digital notepad and, oh, oh, oh hi, you're not from here?
4: No, very much not. Hi, I'm Samantha. I'm Luther. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Luther. What you working on? Uh, he pulls it close. Uh,
0: and his face hardens a little bit.
4: Sorry, just just curious. Just making conversation.
0: I don't know. It's okay. I'm sorry. We don't we don't get a lot of folks up here, and uh, you know we like to to stay off the grid. You know, stay and you know control who sees what we could see and what goes on because you know the government's watching everything that we do.
4: Rowan tries very hard not to sigh externally, and Dick keeps as, as pleasant and neutral an expression as she can.
0: You know, if they would just keep to themselves and let us do our own thing, we'd be fine. But you know what, I think they're moving toward other things, um, especially, you know, things have changed since, you know, the, since the incident that happened in 47, you know, outside over Corona. You know, I really think that they're, they're, they're they've changed, but then again, all this technology changed, but technology changed so
4: fast. Oh, technology has changed so much in just in just in my lifetime.
0: There's no way that this can't be, you know, at the hands of some, you know, extra dimensional or intergalactic, uh, you know, ideologies and, and intelligences. You know, it's moves it's moved quicker than any time that, that uh, you know, mankind has ever touched anything. You see Fabian's kind of looking at him kind of side-eyed.
4: Is it the kind of side-eye of my friend is a nutcase or the side-eye of why the fuck are you telling this all to an outsider?
0: Uh, we're going to say healthy column A, healthy column B.
4: Okay. Maintain a pleasant expression. Well, I, there's certainly there's certainly a lot going on in the world. I can't say as I know much about most of it, but I mean, the first step to wisdom is admitting you don't know much, right?
0: That's right. That's so perfect. You know, uh, I didn't know much. Then I found out more about the McVin- McMinnville, and that's just blown my mind. And you know, as we dig deeper and deeper into it, we find out that their hands are in everything. You know, there's a reason why the the pyramids are a pyramid shape and there's eyes. It's because they're watching because, you know, the Illuminati are everywhere. Over in the corner, the girl with the big hair, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> and she makes a triangle with her fingers.
4: I suppose so. Huh yeah that's uh, I'm not super familiar with what with what you're referencing. I'll have to'll have to look into that. that's that's very interesting
0: now, you know, I'm not gonna say this, but I think one of our neighbors, neighbor down the road, I think he's an alien clone.
4: really? What makes you think that?
0: He's not the same guy that's come up here before. and Luther leans in real close. He's got new moles.
4: I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan.
2: I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm
3: Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster.
2: I'm Joseph Newman, and I
3: play Ross.
4: I'm Christy Bauer, and
0: I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season six is based on two stories, The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voskevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash TheRedactedReports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons Steven Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznakar, Heather Nay, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blartimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate D.B., Mickey Mocky, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, and Rogue. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net, that's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>